Welcome to episode 9 of Full Impact. Today we are covering, you guessed it, episode 9 of the series. Um, this one, much like uh, the other one, I think it was the last one, has three titles, depending on where you're looking. Uh, I believe the Netflix title is Mind Matching Moment, uh, whereas the other two are Moment Heart Together, or my favorite, Both of You, Dance Like You Want to Win. Uh, I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, the most determined prospective Jeopardy contestant, Allison. Amazing. Hi, guys. It's me. <laughs> Do you know now, fun facts for everyone on that, uh, anyone can take the Jeopardy quiz anytime. So if you think you're, you got the skills enough, try it out. I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's never, it never hurts to try. It's a tough quiz, I will say. I, I imagine so. Maybe someday. Maybe just for shits and gigs one day. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I said this for the last two episodes, but or three, but this is a big one. I think one. we say it on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Each one's a big one. There's only, what, 26 technical episodes in the series, so each one's a big one. Right, right. Well, I got to say, hands down, this is this is one of my favorites. It's got to be my top top three at least. So I'm I'm super excited to cover this one. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, there's a lot going on. You guys are gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, we got some juicy info for you. So, yep, get ready to flip all those stones over. That's right, and we've got a lot of stones. Mm-hmm. So we start right off with this uh, like little camera shutter montage of Asuka, who's obviously all the talk in town. <laughs> um, you know, talking about how she's so foreign and she's beautiful and you know, she's like super popular. Uh, she has like love letters overflowing from her locker. She also has shoes that are labeled with her own name. <laughs> so That is, I mean, <laughs> come on. That's I know. Pretty dope. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there can't be a lot of a lot of action going on in the school, so she's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we find out that it's Toji and Kensuke who are taking the pictures and selling them. Yikes. Yeah, Boys. so, I know. Come on, man. <laughs> You're supposed to be the good guys here. Seriously. Seriously. This is a little disappointing behavior in the boys, in, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I I respect that there is some portion of that represented here. So, it is yeah. <laughs> I like how they're like, Toji says something to the effect of, like, to, like good thing the pictures don't, like, capture her personality. <laughs> I loved that line. Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, she looks great. And it's like, you know, how we live today. Like, your Instagram picture doesn't necessarily reflect everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we get um, Asuka greeting Shinji with this, like, very over-the-top, like, German <laughs> accent. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, guten Morgen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we assume his German is not very good. No. And she, oh my gosh, she's just so... Like, in your face. She's not subtle in the slightest. No. And she has a very high opinion of herself. I mean, she basically says, like, I, I, you don't even say anything. I stooped to come over here and talk to you. Like, it was like... Yeah, she's like, she, you should be happy because I greeted you. Right. <laughs> and, and it, flicks him in the face. 
she is definitely I wrote down slap happy because I feel like she's very physical with a lot of people like don't get me wrong a good slap is necessary sometimes but she seems to take it over the top but she's like you know she walks into this new school and she's fully confident you know and I think that's why a lot of these kids are attracted to her is because she kind of just walks around like she's the only person in the world yeah she is she's she kind of thinks that she's on top she is on top of the world basically right and she's never really been around especially other ava pilots either you know and it's obvious that she excels in school and all these other things and that she's trained really well so she's she's got the skills but you know sometimes confidence can get you in trouble and over overly confident can get yeah. you in trouble yeah it ain't it ain't easy being cheesy <laughs> So basically, everywhere that um, she goes, there's like a crowd following her, which is just like I love how the whole school is just like obsessed with her. Like these poor other like Japanese girls that get no attention because there's a German American redhead in school now. I mean, she definitely stands out. That's for sure. And I, she refers, uh, like, and, and she doesn't even, like, stoop to know anybody's name either. Like, she Mm-mm. calls Ray the other one. <laughs> yeah. Like, she can't even bother to know her name. Like, that says a lot about, you know, how she sees other people, too, you know? Like, it, yeah. it, 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 that kind of struck me. So she goes to meet, quote, the other one, mm. and she stands on this, like, platform next to her and intentionally blocks out the sunlight that she was using to read. Yep. Like, <laughs> both figuratively and literally standing over her. <laughs> with, with a crowd forming. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we go further, um, Ray is reading by herself. She's reading a book, obviously. Um, it's in German the book it's covering uh molecular biology specifically um a couple things on the left page is a rna amino acid translation uh coding or codons and then also a plasmid um and just to rewind real quick it's in german Hmm. for one so ray apparently knows how to read german also oscar came from germany i don't know if that's you know anything to look at but it's an interesting yeah. coincidence mm-hmm. um the other page has a diagram of a cloning vector um and this information is both from uh ava geeks and just plain wikipedia because the cloning vector is a real thing um and so this is from there uh quote a cloning vector is a small piece of dna that can be stably maintained in an organism and into which a foreign DNA fragment can be inserted for cloning purposes. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder why she would be reading that. I wonder why. And I also don't know that it is a coincidence that she's reading it in German. You know, I think, you know, compare that to Shinji knowing nothing in German except for his, like, (laughs) failed attempt at good morning. Um, And then, you know, she's reading a book, not just, like, you know, beginner's guide to German. She's reading, like, a, a serious book about science that's in German. So that says a lot about how intelligent she is, too, you know. But she does not carry it the same way that Asuka does. And and she, by doing that, by being above her, you're right, figuratively and literally, she she wants to be 
more than she is. And Ray just is Ray and just kind of, you know, goes with the flow. Yeah, she's she's in her own little world. She don't need nobody. No, she really doesn't. I mean, she barely even acknowledges her. She doesn't. She kind of looks up, I think, but I, it doesn't. Oh really yeah, I mean, if looks could kill the side eye that she gives her. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and and this is, I mean, from what we've seen, and I think they're setting this up for us, is that Oscar's not going to be very happy with that because she's used to being the center of attention, and you know, Ray doesn't, you know, respond the same way that everybody else does, and that's that's going to be a problem for someone like Red. Yeah, I mean, she's used to being, you know, numero uno, and not to say that she isn't now, but now she has two people in competition with her, and -hmm. I think she's trying to size them both up and show that she's clearly superior to both of them. I, I definitely agree. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, but there's something to be said about, yeah, she may think that she's the best, but, you know, Ray was the first. (laughs) Yeah. There's something to be said for that. So no matter how hard she tries and how good she is, Ray is still the first one, you know, and and that's never going to change. It's kind of like being the older sibling. I can understand, (laughs) you know, having a younger sister, no matter what, you're still going to always be the younger one, uh, regardless of what happens. So it's kind of kind of similar here, I think. Yeah, and so Oscar's uh, like, we should be friends. And Ray's like, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, because we're girls? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and she's like, oh, because it'll make things easier. And, you know, that makes, that does make sense. But I love, she's like, if I'm ordered to, I'll be your friend. Yeah. And it's almost like a like an underhanded threat to her. You know, I think she may like reference that, but like it's like it'll be easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> if we're friends, meaning as long as you're nice to me, we'll get along. Um, so I, I didn't think that that was subtle at all. I thought she was like, yeah, we'll be fr- it's better if we're, for you if we're friends. Right. <laughs> so real quick right after that we get a little picture of um the previous angel the big like squidly whale dude um the sixth angel um just to you know recap things so far we've seen four angels um but they are not labeled from the beginning so we start off with the third angel which is the first one we saw that's satchel the one that uh, Shinji went berserk and killed with its, like, rib. Then we had the fourth angel, Shamshell, which is the vagina squid <laughs> that he also stabbed but with a knife. We have the fifth angel, Ramiel, which was the, uh, was, what's, do you remember the name of the shape? Uh, hect- I'd have to go back to my notes, a hectahedron? Hectahedron, a- yep, that's yeah, what it was. like that. Or blue diamond thing. <laughs> uh, and then we had the sixth angel Gagiel, which was the uh, the whale thing from the last one. Right. So and that's four. the first water scenario we'd seen in angels thus yeah. far. Yes, that is definitely true. And then we get uh, Kaji draping his arms over Ritsuko and like I feel like it's like intentionally dramatically like flirting with her like we're in like a soap opera type thing. I call it being swarmy, swarmy. Uh, yeah, like you know when guys are like creepy and like yeah, just. And I even I wrote the word swarmy for ponytail. Like he's just he's just lame. Like his jokes are lame. Like and it's it's clear he's trying to like schmooze her, and it's really annoying. <laughs> well, see, I took it as someone who's 
fake flirting with a very platonic friend. Yeah. So like he's saying these things with because they're so lame, you know, and she's right. obviously responding in a way that's would make sense you know she's mm-hmm. not like taken aback she doesn't when he puts his arms around her she's not like who are you you know right she's being coy about it yeah um like he's you know like they're playing like a little game and you know they're both in on it so we get now that uh at least we can assume from this that kaji and Ritsuko uh know each other mm-hmm. yes i would infer that as well um I uh <laughs> what he's doing too, and this just popped into my head, uh, we used to call it macking, like he's like macking on her. <laughs> and I think I don't know, it's just it's, uh, that's why ponytail in the beginning, I just he's I don't know. I feel like oh, he's yeah. got yeah. If you look through look at him through one lens, he is just a total creepo weirdo. Yeah. And through the other lens, he is at least understandable, if not semi relatable. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, and I love the line he says because it's so lame. Um, a woman with a mole in the path of her tears means she'll be destined to cry all of her life. <laughs> I, I wrote, I literally wrote, wrote the word lame for that. It was, it was totally lame. And it's like, it's like the weirdest thing to compliment, you know, like, or like, you know, underhandedly compliment. I don't even know what that was. Yeah. Whatever it was. It was lame AF. Yeah, it was like knockoff Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, Misato was watching them and like fuming. She's like fogging up the glass with her nostrils in yeah. anger. Yeah. Um, it, so, I mean, I guess like the first question is why she, like, why didn't would she care? Uh, I think, well, it's clear that there's a history between the three of them. How in-depth that goes, we don't know. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of conflict in Miss M about Ponytail in that she doesn't really know what her feelings are. I think she's angry with him, but there's obviously still some feelings there. So um, I think it, it makes her mad that he's macking on somebody else, especially somebody that that they all kind of, you know, were uh, uh, work colleagues. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's just conflicted and, and it comes out in anger. You know, I just don't think she knows how she feels. Yeah. And she's she's trying to focus on, you know, she's got these kids and this mission and all this. And here he is, you know, back in the back in the scene again. And she really doesn't know how to handle that or how to balance it yet. I agree. Um, and she's like, you know, you've already handed off unit two. Like, why don't you just, like, freaking leave, dude? <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, I can handle it. Like, I don't need your help. And, and, and like, it, he doesn't really seem to take it as seriously as she does either. Like, he's he's just kind of, like, you know, swarming around like a creepo. And <laughs> Swarming around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just macking on all the ladies. And I don't know. I just, and, and I don't, like, I don't, it, it, it seems an, even in, more inappropriate the way he acts to like pit two friends slash work colleagues in that situation you know i mean keep it profesh dude you know yeah keep that stuff out of the workplace (laughs) so he tells her that he basically has assignments so he's going to be here for a while Mm -hmm. and he's like oh it'll be just like old times also ritsuko is like oh it's been a while you know so like ritsuko seems somewhat pleased to see him Mm -hmm. um and you know obviously misato is 
a mixed bag of emotions here. Right. Yeah, she she doesn't seem to have the same reaction that that Miss M has, and it, but I don't know that she's necessarily like super happy to see him either, you know. Uh, so I think she's kind of neutral on it. Seems like. Yeah. But yeah, well, they do reference the old time, so I'm I'm curious what the what this dynamic is. What's going on here, you know? Yes. How will this play out? How will it? Stay tuned. Dun dun. <laughs> Uh, so then we get uh, Emmy Shocker and Angel is attacking. <laughs> Who would have saw that one coming? I don't know. Big surprise. Oh my gosh, it's confirmed. Pattern blue. It's an angel. Um, so this is the seventh angel. Um, we get the shot of the remains of Ramiel, the Dodeca Hedron blue diamond dude. Uh, so they still haven't taken care of that wreckage. It's just sitting there with a bunch of cranes around it. Like, I don't know how long it's been, but you guys gotta step up your game. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and they say that their weapon, the city's weapon capabilities are only at 26%, which is not great. No. <laughs> it's not even close to being good. So they're gonna take the fight to the angel before it even gets there. Which seems like a smart idea. Yeah. The best the best defense is a good offense. Exactly. Except for when your two pilots have like total opposite <laughs> feelings on how to handle things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it makes it very clear uh Asuka makes it very clear that uh she is a solo show. Yes. Yes. She yes. <laughs> She basically wants Shinji to just stay out of her way and and that she's got this handled, which on one hand is great that she's that confident. Um, but there's got to be some part of you that, that has to know that these things uh, that you may need backup. So you have to, you know, trust in the other person. And she has none of that for Shinji. And I don't think he has any of that for her either. No, she does not share the spotlight, and if there were a second spotlight, she would sabotage it so that there's still only one. Yeah, and, and when, I think it's Miss M that tells him that it's going to have to be the two of them, and she gets really upset. She, like, hates this idea, like, that that she has to do this with someone else, and, like, it's just, I, I don't know, it, she's just very upset by it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's clear that she is, like, was going to take her first battle as an opportunity to show the world, pretty much, what she's made out of mm-hmm. um and so now that she's working with shinji her or their compliments are going to be you know split mm-hmm. um and she clearly is like has this sort of complex that she needs to be the best or she's nothing yep yep and that's going to come in, in conflict with her other partner here sure is so, you know, she's like, you know what, Shinji, step aside. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you I, know... <laughs> is it in this part that he calls her bossy? Mm-hmm. Jeez, you, know? you don't have to be so bossy. Yeah. Um, I really would like, and granted, she kind of is, but I want to have the word bossy eliminated <laughs> from the dictionary because I feel like it's unfair. Because it's really only ever used 
um, toward females. You never really call a man bossy. Um, rarely do you. It's some, maybe some people do. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't care for this word, although it does kind of encapsulate what she's doing. Um, I prefer to say taking charge of the situation and uh, not caring about the consequences. It's just I wrote it down because it, that word just it's it's it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's burn it. Let's and, and now my TED talk is done. <laughs> She steps off her soapbox. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I she's she's definitely trying to take control when she really should be a better partner. Moral of yeah. the story. Yeah, I know. If yeah, I don't know. I would don't I guess I would call Shinji bossy if he were acting the same way, but if like Gendo were acting the same way, I'd probably just call him a dick and not bossy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough um i just it's it's rare that you do i mean it, i could be wrong but i just heard it a lot especially directed toward me <laughs> um but yeah no I, I it's it's just again a reflection of, of how confident she is and how much she wants to prove that she could do it on her own i mean who wouldn't want to be able to say that you know so I, I i can understand where she's coming from to a certain degree but it was made clear to her that this is not supposed to be a solo mission that this is this is a team so yeah and if this were if this were like any other angel, she would have freaking ended the battle right there all by herself. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, not today. But not today. <laughs> not today. So after she splits this thing in half, it uh, cuts into two. And now we have two little brother angels. We sure do. And I understand you got some info on these little this little duo. I certainly do. It was very uh I enjoyed researching this angel. Um, Israfel is is its name. It is the number seven angel, as you had uh, gone through the lineup there. We're on number seven. Um, and its symbol, oddly enough, is music, which, Ooh. yeah, there's a little foreshadowing there. Um, it's the most human-like uh, looking angel we've seen so far. And it kind of... When I wrote down that it kind of looked like a deer when it first came out, but it was like, um, but it was really cool. But it, again, it had more of an arms and legs and torso shape. Um, so when Asuka cuts this thing in half, it does, it splits into two, uh, the alpha. And can you guess what the other one would be? Beta. The beta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and something that's notable about them, um, once they split Alpha and Beta, they are completely in sync. So, you know, the, everything that they're doing is completely in sync of one another, I'm assuming, because it came, they came from the same person. So, uh, Alpha and Beta are a big threat now because now there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> All so, right. yeah. Yes. There it and, is. Yeah, uh, just another kind of uh, foreshadowing uh, about this particular angel. A lot of the angels um, in, Islam, uh, in Islam and in Christianity uh, are play a part in the Last Judgment. Um, mm. And this particular angel it blows a trumpet, and we'll understand why that's important later on. But Ooh. all fun facts about Angel Israfel. Number I love seven. fun facts. Yes. Yep. So if you're looking to name your pet, 
Israfel. There you go. Add it to the list. A little Izzy. <laughs> Izzy. Uh, so, right following that, we cut to this like dark showroom with like a projector or something, um, and we get to see that uh, both Shinji and Asuka got their asses handed to, uh, and they were. Like, they're completely upside down with their feet sticking out of the ground. Yeah, they look absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, it, they they do. It's pretty funny. Like, it's almost comical, the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick, uh, one of the lines, as they're showing the two images of them, it says, a statement from the director of Project E called it appalling. Um, and so, and this is so small, but, like, it makes us wonder... What's Project What's Project E? e? <laughs> yeah, and who's the freaking director of said yeah. Project E? Yeah, lots of questions. Yeah, Keep and they just popping uh, out. Just like, bam, right there, and now it's gone. Yep. Um, and just like they were before, Asuka and Shinji start bickering like children, mm-hmm. <laughs> just blaming each other. And uh, it seems. <laughs> Uh, just to jump in quick, we also um, have seen number two. Uh, he was the one that, you know, kind of started this mission. So we can assume that Gloves is is not around, that number two is running this mission because he's watching this, like, debriefing scene and he is not happy at Mm-mm. all. So we have to assume that he's he's there because Gloves is out of the picture and he doesn't want to have to report back to him the nonsense that's going on. So, because um, we know <laughs> it's always this, like, still of him just looking really angry (laughs) yeah so you know i think uh that's that's something to be you know a a point to be made too that the gloves is not on the scene here so uh as far as asuka's first time out she she has not necessarily had the best go of it no no grandpa fuyutsuki is not pleased no not at all um (laughs) but shinji asuka says that shinji has no balls and then Asuka says, or Shinji says that Asuka is too eager and didn't follow the plan. That's their, like, reasoning for why they failed. Mm-hmm. Which is just, like, funny. <laughs> so, and that's even funnier. Like, I le- legit think this is so funny that they, they so they use one of the N2 mines. It's, like, one of their big nukes, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, we need a remap again. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> They just have to keep redrawing them because of all this battle. Get your colored pencils out. We gotta make a new map. I just, like, imagine the scene of this, like, dude just, like, painstakingly drawing a map out for hours, and then a new angel pops up, and he just, like, throws it out the window. Right, just as he's he's finishing the last line on it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and if you don't like the name Istrafel, they have little pet names when they split apart, which is really cute. Alpha and Beta, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, but even in the show, they have names. Um, Kau and Atsu are what they're called. Ah, okay. I don't know which one's which, but... Actually, yeah. I'm looking here at the still frame of it, and Kau is the, like, reddish one, and Atsu is the uh, grayish one. Grayish one. Yep. Two peas in a pod. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love them. Absolutely. I like their, like, 8-bit <laughs> picture of it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I I don't know. It's just, I, I enjoy this one a great deal. It's just cool. Yeah. Anything that can split into to another person is pretty dope, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know, it's really, it's, we're thrust into the dynamic between Shinji and Asuka very quickly after she's been introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, <laughs> she's, she's brought a lot. When she came to the table, uh, like like a storm, she came rolling through. Um, and, you know, but I got to say one thing that that we we may notice about Shinji is he's standing up for himself. You know, he's he's he isn't just kind of cowering and, and letting her take control. He seems to actually be challenging her, which I think is kind of a, a big difference in, in the Shinji that we saw in the first couple episodes and, you know, before his first mission. Um, so I think he's come a long way in that in that respect. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, we love to see um, character development. <laughs> yeah, just like an evolution of a character, like you know that he's he's getting more confident and he's he's you know has sees some worth to defend himself to you know, and I, I think that's something that we haven't seen in him yet, and maybe that's it's Oscar bringing it out in him, maybe not in the best way, but you know it's it's happening. Yeah. So then we get um, Misato <laughs> glaring over this cartoonishly <laughs> large mountain of paperwork that she has to deal with now because of all the destruction that happened um, in that battle. Because, again, they were not at Tokyo 3. They were near near the shoreline. And so, like, the whole government there is just, like, throwing a hissy fit about it. Right. And and just to be clear, too, we the angel is just injured if you will it's not gone or it, it hasn't been destroyed at this point right it's just yeah it's still it was chilling. like hurt it was like 28 percent of it was destroyed or something like that right 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 okay um and i love this like powerpoint background of misato's office <laughs> just like purple a pink stripe and then purple like there's nothing discernible other than her desk <laughs> I love it. I wrote Misato's in deep shit. <laughs> Just look at the background if you're if you're watching this again. It it looks like a PowerPoint background that you'd use in like I don't know whatever grade you were in when PowerPoint was the shit. <laughs> Some of us were older. <laughs> I didn't want to discriminate. So. That's all right. You you all know where you were when PowerPoint was the shit. <laughs> so. In order to get Misato out of her, you know, little pit of problems here, uh, Risco gives her this, like, little, I don't know, it looks like a disk drive, but it's skinny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a flash drive, almost. Yeah. And so Misato thinks that Ritsuko gave it to her, but it's actually from Kaji. Um, and the note says, to my honey. And you know what? She doesn't have a negative reaction. She smiles. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what's that mean? She like yeah. she has like a grimace at first, but then mm-hmm. she like looks at it endearingly. Mm-hmm. I I just I think she's conflicted, and he's Mackin, and he's uh, Mackin. Yeah, it's just <laughs> he's if he's I, not Mackin, he's being swarmy. It's one or the other. <laughs> it's, it's either one or the other of, of the spectrum of creepiness. Um, I I, I think. 
you know, anybody's going to be flattered by that. And I think that obviously the, the history is being brought up and they're in a stressful situation. And also, you know, this is could potentially be the key to figuring this whole thing out, which could help her out in the long run. So she's probably, you know, that reaction is also, you know, hey, he's trying to help me out here instead of being an, a swarmy jerk. So uh, maybe that's that's the, the happy reaction. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you. So then we have a little transition of scenes to Shinji walking home, and we see this moving truck go the opposite direction, which just makes sense. But anyways, then we're at Misato's apartment, and there's these boxes all over the place, <laughs> on, including in Shinji's room. <laughs> and so Asuka pops up and is like, didn't you hear? You got fired today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so matter-of-factly, yep, yeah. you're done. Moved your stuff. I'm here like, now. Um, it's a natural choice because I'm better than you, basically. Yeah. Even though she really did not, I mean, it wasn't like she defeated that single-handedly. I, I think her cockiness is a little, yeah. you know, misplaced. And you know, she does. She does have a better sync rate than Shinji right now, but she also has to take in account she's been training for a long time and Shinji was already at 40% like right off the bat. So she better start, you know, watching watching her six. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that. Um, I wrote, quote, in my notes, she's so fucking full of herself. And then in parentheses, but she loves Kashi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She is very fucking full of herself. Um, but again, I, 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 there's a part of me that does respect that about her. You know, I mean, and, and, and sometimes you have to be to get ahead. And whether, regardless of your gender, that's sometimes the way you got to carry yourself to have. If you have confidence in yourself, people will have confidence in you. So, and especially at this young of an age for her to be this, you know, I mean, I would use the word precocious. I think she's probably a little old for that word, but that's kind of how I feel about her. Um, And just very childish, you know, but she complains constantly too. I don't know if you like the whole moving situation, like why are Japanese houses so small? Why do they have it in like just the constant complaining? It's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, she's just, it's just clear she's used to a certain lifestyle that this is just not meshing with. Yeah, a type of pampering, it seems. Yes. There you go. That's a good that's a good but, word. Yeah. I mean she is very confident and that is certainly a characteristic that um, some people can be envious of. Definitely. I mean if you don't have it for sure. Yeah. I mean she's skilled at what she does. She's currently the best at what she does in the mm-hmm. whole world. Yep. Uh, she's very pretty, she's very smart. She's you know, she's got it going on. Mm-hmm. And she knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I like how she like took a little box and like moved all of Shinji's stuff into the the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It's like Shinji's crap in this box. <laughs> she's she's just like, oh yeah, you got fired. Like just nonchalantly. <laughs> yep, no locks on the room. She's constantly complaining. Yeah, and then she as she's complaining about privacy as she's like opening and shutting the sliding door, which is so funny. Um, Misato like comes in with a culture shock here. It's like, well, Japanese are considered imperceptive of others, so privacy really isn't an issue here. <laughs> yeah, she kind of puts her in her place. Yeah, definitely. 
And she is like, hey, Misato has, oh, is it the stereo I think she has on her shoulder? I thought it was a toaster at first. <laughs> I believe so, yeah. Back in the day, you used to carry your boombox on your shoulder yeah. when you walked mm-hmm. down the street. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everyone knew mm-hmm. what you were listening to. So she sits them down. She can have a little, you know, a little talky talk about what the what's going to go on here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically lays it all out for them. The angel has a split core, which is different from what we've seen before. Um, and that's why they have to do a coordinated attack and they have to like sync up and they also have, they have six days to commit this little track to memory <laughs> and this is one of the few times that we see uh, Masato put her hair up so you know this shit is serious mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how she sits down takes a swig of her beer and she's like alright here's here's yeah. what we're gonna do here's the battle plan mm-hmm. and they're just like <laughs> no thanks yeah, they're not they're not loving this idea. Mm-mm-mm. So then we get the tile card. Both of you dance like you want to win. <laughs> Love it. I mean, I, it's like the soundtrack to my life. <laughs> <laughs> the title to the soundtrack of my life, I should say. <laughs> if you're not dancing like you want to win, then why are you dancing? Then at why all? are you dancing at all? Exactly. <laughs> So then we get Toji and Kensuke, a.k.a. what, tracksuit and glasses, even though tracksuit's not even wearing his tracksuit, so that's a little misleading. But he, his original character wore the tracksuit, so it stuck. <laughs> that's true. And then class rep. They both come up uh, separate elevators. And I love she said it's two-thirds of the idiot trio. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was Gosh. Good. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're just, like, walking together and, like... Why are you stopping here? <laughs> Why are you stopping here? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, uh, a, it was a crazy encounter. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys know where you're going? <laughs> and Shinji and Asuka open the door in their dance uniforms, and I didn't even know how to describe them. I, like, had thought in my head of how I wanted to describe them that didn't have the right words. I do. Hit 80s jazzercise. <laughs> Those are 80s jazzercise outfits right there. And you bet your baby I had one of those off-the-shoulder sweatshirts. Definitely. I loved them. That's what, like, with the music notes on it, it was probably a leotard underneath there. Um, they're dope. And just, again, the re- part of the reason why this episode is one of my faves is, and for anyone who knows me, I love to dance. Anytime music is on, I will dance anywhere. So when I heard the title of this the first time, I was so excited. And it's really awesome. And uh, we used to, I was in a lot of dance recitals, and I loved loved the costumes and so that was something i wrote down that it was 80s jazzercise <laughs> well i was close i put jazzy dance outfits but i didn't have the decade right there you go so close wow yeah you were close and and but yeah but still on point yeah so they all come in also misato shows up with ray and i'm like why are you here right basically why aren't you hanging out with Gendo, your best friend. <laughs> well, she's got to oversee the project. She's got to. Okay. No, not not Misato. Ray, why is Ray here? Well, I think Ray is always got to be there because I think Ray's got to be ready to be one of them if one of them can't be them. That's that's my 
take on Ray's presence anywhere because she seems disengaged, but I, she's always listening to what's going on. And I think she's she also is part of the mission in that she's another Ava pilot. So if she needed to step in for some reason, I think it's like, you know, an understudy. <laughs> so in case one something happens to either one of Shinji or Red, she could step in and, and take over. I think, I mean, maybe this is me thinking too far into things. I think that Misato brought her here for a specific purpose, and I'll reveal that purpose in a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm interested to hear. So, but real quick, they're all hanging out around the table. Um, Hikari, a.k.a. Class Red, um, is holding Pen Pen. She, like, looks at him like a giant stuffed animal. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Asuka and Shinji are messing up their little routine, and Asuka says, if I quit, there's no one to replace me. <laughs> and Misato's like, Ray, show her how it's done. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you can, like, see, like, the animation is so well done here. You can see the, like, pain in Asuka's eyes of Ray just, like, getting up and going over to, like, replace her just like that. Yeah, and because, like, uh, this whole time, it's like she never, she wasn't paying attention at all. And then just gets in there and does it exactly, exactly right. And let's also note that those um, dance pads that they're on, um, <laughs> there used to be a Nintendo version of that. Did you ever see that? No. <laughs> yeah. So it was like red and blue um, pads. And those were the, you know, the two controllers. And you would do like jumping at like a olympics type stuff on it and like you would run and you would do the long jump yeah that was dope back in the day if you had one of those you it was like the duck hunt gun (laughs) if you had one of those you you were you were for real living large right i never had one but a friend of mine had one and and it was so much fun and it was like the coolest (laughs) thing in the world at the time maybe if we get if someone is really wealthy starts listening they can track us down one of these pads <laughs> oh my goodness even if someone had a line on it i i would definitely buy that thing are you kidding me it was great <laughs> i don't I'm know i'm how... curious I, yeah i'm surprised you didn't yeah for all of our listeners or you if you want to research it i can't remember what the i think it was called the activity pad but yeah you like laid it out on your ground and you like like dance dance revolution like before dance dance revolution was a thing Damn. The, pre- the precursor. Bring us back. Yeah. See? So Asuka storms off, and it, she just, like, tries to slam the door, but it's sliding, so it just, like, bounces back off. <laughs> no locks. Yeah. Locked. She hates it. And Toji has two equally golden lines here <laughs> talking about uh, Asuka. The first one is, I guess the devil can cry. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And the other one is, even a demon's eyes can shed tears. Yep. Also a good one. I'm like, damn, Toji, <laughs> getting a little deep here, right? And and it's class rep who um, wants Shinji to go after her. Yeah, I'm like, what does Shinji I, do? Exactly. I said the same thing. I'm like, why should he go after her? Like, she stormed out of there like a baby. He didn't do anything wrong, you know. And and why? Like, she's like, you made her cry. No, she made herself cry by yeah. being jealous. Like, well, maybe she why? wasn't so stupid. <laughs> right. I didn't see. I, 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 I even wrote that down. I was like, why does he need to go after her? Like, he shouldn't. It's not his responsibility. She's pouting like a brat. Yeah, I agree. But Shinji, like a good guy, I guess, I goes guess. and talks to her anyways. Um, 
and she says, all I have left is being an Ava pilot. Mm-hmm. Which is like, what? Telling, <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, I mean, we don't really know much about her other than that she transited in from Germany. She was being looked over by Kaji. Um, she's obviously the pilot of Ava 2, but we don't know anything about her family or her friends or her background. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. No, we don't. And all I have left implies that she had something that's now gone. So, yeah. you know, I, I, we don't know what that is or, you know, how, how much of a loss she's had, but it's obvious she has. And, you know, it kind of starts to peel away some of the layers of why she may be the way that she is. Yeah. And so this next scene, I feel like it's really easy to look past it, but I think it's really cute because Shinji and Asuka get like a bunch of snack food, it seems like, from this little convenience mart that they're at. And they like eat together on top of a building, like overwatching the like sunset or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like the first time where they're just like getting along and like actually bonding. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yep. Yep, I, I think for the first time, you know, they're not arguing. They're just, I mean, they're they're in conflict, but they're not, like, at each other's throats like we've seen them before. Yeah, they kind of shared a moment there. Yeah, and Shinji smiles at Asuka, and, you know, Asuka wants to get revenge against the angels for, uh, she says, pay pay them, or pay her for ruining, wounding her pride. Mm-hmm. So, and then we get, like, the nastiest <laughs> montage of them <laughs> I wrote together. in capital letters montage. Like it, it, like as soon as as soon as that marker started circling the number on the calendar, I'm like, here we go. Here comes mm-hmm. a montage. God, I love it. Me too. It's so corny. It's beautiful. But it's just brilliant. I love it. Pen Pen makes appearances. It's mm-hmm. just, it's great. Anything with Pen Pen's ten out of ten. Yeah, I 100 agree. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's it's a fabulous, just, you know, montage. But they're getting it. They're getting there, just like any good one. Yeah. So, Asuka gets out of the shower, and I guess Misato's going to be gone for the night. Um, does it say that she's working all night? Is that what she yes. says? Yeah, that's what Asuka says, yeah. yeah. Or no, Shinji says she's at work and that she's going to be there all night. Okay, so they have the whole place to themselves. So Asuka takes this as an opportunity to move her bed to the bedroom because I think they had been sleeping in the living room, like yeah. next to each other. Yep. Um, and so she wants a little alone time, I guess. So, um, and she like opens the door to, to declare that this doorway is now the impenetrable wall of Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she certainly does. Uh, which is a very specific uh, term. Do you got anything on that? I I certainly do. So uh, in researching this, there's, there's a lot of layers to this. So before we get to what the wall of Jericho is, let me give you just a, a slight bit of background here. So Buckle up. <laughs> get ready. Uh, the story of the Bible commences. So... Uh, Jericho is a city that the Israelites were going back to uh, after they were freed by Moses. Um, And his descendant, Joshua, was told by God that 
he was to take over the city of Jericho, uh, also known as the city of palm trees. Um, there's a lot of references both to uh, Judaism and Catholicism. Um, these references, too, also, for those of you who are not familiar, are all from the Old Testament of the Bible. The Bible is split into two, old and new. Old is obviously the history, and the new is, is more the story of Jesus. Um, <clears throat> so... Anyway, the walls of Jericho were up to let no one in and no one out, um, a military-style defense. So because Joshua believed, that, because the Lord had told him that that city was his, he led the Israelites to circle the walls for six days. And then on the seventh day, um, all the trumpets would blow. Trumpets, if we remember back to um, our info on this last angel it is actually uh it holds a trumpet in a lot of its symbols so again we're kind of here's where themes come in um so anyway on the seventh day all the israelites were supposed to blow their trumpets and scream really loud and the walls of jericho would fall and joshua would take over and that's exactly what happened so it's kind of ironic that uh she's putting up an impenetrable wall that eventually was penetrated (laughs) So we don't know if this is a foreshadowing of something, if it was just because uh, someone liked this particular story in the Bible. Uh, there was a lot of, in researching it, there were a lot of different theories. Um, I just think that she just used it in, to say, you're not getting through here, is basically the the gist of it. Um, but that's the history of it. And, and a lot of that um, ties back into Passover rituals and uh, a lot of things that are still in practice today. So it's it's pretty interesting. And it's also cool that, you know, they're, they're introducing a lot of this into this narrative, which is kind of not a, a thing that you would think they would incorporate. But here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there. Little little graphic. Imagine a little rainbow graphic going across your screen saying, the more you know. <laughs> Exactly. So if you want to read more on that crazy book called the Bible, uh, you can find this particular story in Joshua chapter five. It goes over the whole story. So just in case anybody's, you know, looking for something to yeah, read. Maybe a little midnight reading, you know, before you go to bed. Yeah, just a light, light little read before bed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, chapter of a book lights up by eight. So yeah. moral, moral of the story is, is that she doesn't want him <laughs> coming through that door. Yes. And also that she clearly does not know the story behind the walls of Jericho. Exactly. So and and one of the references, too, is that it's they say that it's ironic that she says that, especially because she considers herself to be a very intelligent person. So the fact that she wouldn't know that that reference was not correct kind of undermines her whole confidence thing too yeah. but unless you knew the story of that you, you really wouldn't know but it uh, knowing it it makes it kind of funny actually yeah i agree and i think just a quick little sidebar about asuka i think that she's extremely intelligent i just don't think she's very knowledgeable oh i, I agree and she's just she's a kid yeah. Let's, let's face it. She's a kid. She hasn't had life experience that that can change your perspective on things. She's only ever been the best at everything. She's never been challenged. And it's easy to be confident when you've never been beaten. But, you know, it, that's not always the case. And she's got a lot of, you know, life left to live under her belt. So there are going to be some lessons learned for sure. Um, and also with the the trumpets and the angels, a lot of the angels, at least the ones we've come across so far, their connections between their names and what they mean 
they all seem to have like they're all very loose. This one's probably the most concrete connection between the two, but they all have mm-hmm. like a loose connection where you could kind of see where you know the two go together. And so it'll be right. interesting to and see. And that might be another reason for why they use yeah, why they use that reference. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if that pattern continues um with the future angels. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So Oscott says that uh he should go to bed cuz children need the extra sleep. <laughs> uh, so then that's what they do um, but then Asuka seemingly she gets up in the middle of the night uh, goes to the bathroom or she's like sleepwalking or something to that extent um, and then but on her way back she flops down right in front of Shinji mm-hmm. and as I wrote in my notes quote cleavage is present <laughs> <laughs> Cleavage alert. Cleavage alert. <laughs> 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 the little workers in his brain are like running around with everything on fire. <laughs> um, on a totally different note, I'd like to point out that Shinji seems to have upgraded his uh, his uh, music player there, too. He's got the, the, the pods instead of the headphones and no more tape deck. It looks like he has like an MP3 player or something. Oh, damn, um, Shinji? I didn't know somebody hooked him up, but yeah, his 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 operation's a little tighter. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, do you think she was sleepwalking? Um, I think at this current point, I was under my impression that she. I don't know, because we kind of find out later, so we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. She would seem to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Do you really go to the bathroom? Like, use the bathroom sleepwalking? I don't know. I don't know either. But at the same time, why would she go back and lay down next to him like this? And additionally, if she's not uh, sleeping, then why does she speak? Or did I say that right? You know what I'm saying? No, I got you. I got you. If she's awake, why does she speak? Kind of. And why would she choose that word? You know, it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. for her. So, what word did she use? Let's make sure we're clear. Well, we'll get there. Slow, okay. slow, you slow your roll here. We got, we got to be delicate sorry. here. I'm going at light speed. Sorry, <laughs> it's just so exciting. <laughs> I know, I know, a lot happening. So Shinji's like, you know what? I'm gonna try to kiss her. <laughs> like, <laughs> where? What is? Where's yeah? Where's that coming from? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Any, you know, guy that has a girl with that much cleavage that rolls into his bed. I mean, you know, but yeah. it just didn't seem like there was that type of connection there. But maybe the, the whole argument was like some underlying tension that was between them. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah. You know how, uh, I mean, this is kind of a thing that we should stray away from in modern day. Anyways, much less the term, much like the term bossy, but <laughs> kind of like when boys at a younger age are like mean to their crushes and it's like kind of just put off as like normal behavior. Maybe it's like that, but flip flopped where Asuka's the mean one. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it also, too, is a defense mechanism for some people, you know, so that they don't get close to someone. They're just, you know, they, they're very confident of themselves because they don't want to let anyone else in so her her seemingly positive you know outlook could definitely be masking some underlying issues and uh, but yeah and, and also too dude you gotta get consent 
Yeah. Shinji. I mean, she's clearly not awake at this point. I mean, her eyes are closed. So, you know, you don't really know. So if you don't know, back the F up, dude. You know, wake her up or flip turn over or whatever. But it just it's just an odd and kind of weird move on Shinji's part. What? Yeah. But, I mean, in case you didn't know, the name of the show is actually how to damage each and every one of your characters irrevocably. <laughs> and we're starting that <laughs> now. Here we go. Buckle uh, up. Yeah. So she's crying. He's sweating his ass off. Yeah. And then she says, Mommy. Mm. She says it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and as his little tape deck is frantically rewinding, it ends. Um, and then he does not kiss her. Yay, Shinji. <laughs> you restrained <laughs> yourself. Good for, Good for you, Ed. The bare minimum. <laughs> Um, he moves the bed and he says, you're as much of a kid as me. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. She inadvertently reveals something to him that he, that she didn't want to, I think. And now he knows a level about her that she may not know at this point, or maybe she does. I don't, I don't know. At this point, we don't. Well, I mean, even alone, her saying mommy implies that she has a mother, which is something that we can't say for a lot of our characters. That is a very good point. Yes. Uh, Yes, because uh, nobody's got a mom up up in this joint. Mm -mm. (laughs) They're hard to come by around here. So, yeah, but I guess in a way, and he sees now that she's, I think he's in his own mind. She's kind of knocked herself down around um, from where she might have been in his you know, perception of her um, because she's vulnerable. He, he finally sees the vulnerability in her. Mm-hmm. So then we get to this elevator scene with Misato Ugh. and Kaji, and it's it's the worst. Ugh. Ugh. I, I wrote, no, Miss M, no! I know. I'm like, Misato and Kaji making out an elevator. Comma, is this okay? <laughs> no, it's not okay in so many ways. <laughs> so it's like this... It's, again, it's like sort of different lenses, like how you're looking at it. Um, you can make, I think you can make the argument either both ways that this could be, you know, consensual or not. You know, it's 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 a thin, thin line here. Um, I don't know. I don't think Misato's one to go with something like this if she wasn't into it. But she seems very, she's a lot more aware and alert of her surroundings and obviously he is mm-hmm. yeah i uh <laughs> i said no miss m no because i mean don't get don't you got enough on your plate girl you you don't need to be dealing with this too is kind of what i was thinking about and i also i think there's an old saying that there's three sides to every story his side her side and the truth <laughs> And I think this is this is one of those situations like, you know, he I don't know what his his play is here. Like, is he just really into her or is this an angle that he's working? That's why I'm not a big fan of Ponytail at this point, because I don't know what his intention is or what their background is. And he seems to be kind of playing around with Miss Misato's heart here, you know? Like, if, if he's into her, then he's into her, and that can be one thing, but they have to work together, they have to, you know, the, the, he's he's making this complicated, because it seems as though he's the one initiating it, because she's kind of, you know, aware, of, like you said, aware of her surroundings, she's, like, thinking twice about this, like, she, she's into it, but she's not fully into it, you know? So, yeah. That's kind she's, of she's doing it, but her her mind is also elsewhere at the same time. Right, right, right. And she seems very, 
don't know. Would you say embarrassed or almost disappointed in herself? When I think she she's disappointed. Out? I think she's disappointed in herself because she she says we're not. This isn't a relationship anymore. Like, but implying that they had had a relationship previous. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she's like, I I don't I don't know. Like, it's got to be professional. And I think I think she's more disappointed in herself, honestly. And his little comment about oh my god, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna give it the so justification smug. of replay, replaying it because it was lame. Yeah, it's like n- insignificantly better the wording with the s- subtitles, but it's still s- just smug and it's lame. It's yeah. textbook ponytail yeah also like where is he he just like came out of nowhere you know he pops up on scene he's hanging out with number two uh futsuki along with the rest of the gang during their little briefing he's the only person that puts me saddle on edge and he's just like always cool as a cucumber otherwise yeah well he's also in gendo's back pocket too because remember he told him if you need to get out of there so he's obviously valuable to him too so like what's his deal and that's why i don't understand like he's obviously got some clout some power what does he need with her like what what's i feel like he has an agenda that's the word i was looking for like his i don't know what his agenda is with her and i feel like he's he's making the situation worse by trying to make it romantic as well um and and i think that's lame yeah well we gotta see where where this guy goes because he's 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 a weird one i don't know what what his deal is yep so then i believe we find misato and ritsuko um having a little drinky drink at a bar i Um, call this i call this the girl talk sash it's this bar is freaking dope by the way like (laughs) yeah it is yeah it's everything's upside down Yeah, it's like yeah. they're just chilling at the bottom of the the building that's retracted into the geofront. So it's overlooking this like pretty purple backlit uh, Nerf headquarters. Right. And it's like so cool. There's also nobody else there. Like how exclusive. <laughs> right. Or maybe yeah. just no one in the city. I don't know. Either way. I almost, I almost wish there was a guy. There are tables implying that other people could potentially be there. I was hoping that there was going to be like a piano guy. Like, yeah. you know. Billy Joel, what are you doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I it, and also during this scene too, I I wrote down, um, does she protest too much? Like Misato keeps talking about how she doesn't want to be, you know, like just hammering home what the fact that she's not into this. And I think you know, Lab Coat plays it pretty cool, but I feel like there's there's something there, like she just can't let go of, no matter yeah. how hard she tries. Yeah, it's definitely very super duper conflicted here. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to justify it to herself by speaking out loud to Ritsuko. Right. Almost trying to convince herself while she's trying to convince Labco. More, exactly. more so herself, yes. Yeah. And she does say, you know, why would I ever go back to him? Which, I mean, I don't think we were really wondering it before because they already kind of confirmed it. But at least here we definitely know that she was at one point with Kaji in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep, which had, adds a whole another layer to this mess. <laughs> yeah, because now he's not some, like, total, you know, out of the blue creep that's just hitting on me saddle. Now we right. know they have a history. Right, and 
also he does have i don't know if it advantage is the right word but he he has a a special place for her so that could lead to a lot of things in her decision making you know the fact that she at one point has feelings for him and clearly has conflicted feelings now um i think is it, it it's going to it seems like it might play into her decision making going forward, you know, it is it, and and she needs to be singularly focused at this point. And that's why it bothers me that he's like throwing all of this into the mix when we've got a bigger problem on our hands. Yeah, definitely. So in classic fashion, here we now uh, transition to a more serious scene. Here we have we're on attack day now. Yep. Um, the angel has reformed into a single unit. Israfel again in his fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I've ever showed you this one. I'll have to show you afterwards. But it, <laughs> when he shows up on scene, he reminds me of a vine. He like rolls around this mountain with his like his legs are kind of spread out. He has very broad shoulders and his arms are like out at both sides. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a vine where this kid comes into the bathroom in the same position he's just like hi welcome to Chili's <laughs> it's like so stupid but if you know the vine look at him because it's literally what he's doing there you go but I digress so they have 62 seconds to win this um I like to call it the dance battle the dance battle yeah um and we did some research into music copyrights and stuff because I really wanted to play this song. This is probably, if not definitely, my favorite song on the entire soundtrack. If not, definitely top five or three, but might be number one. Um, and during this little fight here with the music and whatnot, I didn't write a single thing down. Um, if you're you know, watching this for the first or second time, just like sit there and like really take it in because it's so well done i i agree i i, I didn't i i was fully engaged in this no note taking whatsoever just so that i could you know kind of absorb what was going on yeah it's awesome and it's, it's so short it's such a short little piece but mm. and i also think it's a very interesting and unexpected song choice you know i mean it, battle you assume it's going to be like hard balls to the wall type of music this is not that at all it's it's and it's cool had the flips that the the avas make and like it, it just it's it's cool it's yeah cool. i can't uh, it's like a is it a waltz i don't know i'm bad with dance names or like, uh it may it's similar yeah i mean it's it's a classical music composition definitely it's definitely not your head yeah bang and rager that you would think it would be <laughs> or at least but that i thought it would be they give you the timer so you know how much time is left and they are just the, exactly the way they needed to be they're completely in sync they're doing all their their flips and they're using their guns right and they're shooting their targets right and i love when they first shoot out there's like the little shot of them just like floating in the air it's like a very slow like they're like uh juxtaposed over each other yes know? yes love it and there's so like cool. rainbow colors, almost like they're like melding together. Yes, it was mm-hmm. that. Was yep, and so they go in, you know, completely in sync. They both hit their mark at the same time with their their feetsies attack. Their feetsies, <laughs> not their feetsies attack, but their feet. <laughs> yes, I get you. <laughs> All right, but uh, 
Amazing. But they, I mean, they're like seriously like the yin and yang the whole time. And it's, it's, and I love when they flash to like everybody's approval face. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> like, all so happy. Yeah. Like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of in the beginning when you get those flashes, like that's kind of how it's set up in this one. And it's pretty dope. Yeah. And I mean, it just shows like when these two are, are working together, they are freaking lethal. Yes, yes, and I think that's pretty clear to everybody. You know, everybody's kind of just watching this whole thing go down. Like, yep, here we go. I mean that. I mean, I mean, just for a second, think about like, think about the moves they were doing with the backflips and the flipping and all this stuff. Think about doing that in real life, and then imagine like doing that with this like giant robot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they were only fourteen. Yep. And all that metal and all that machinery that you have to keep control of to look that fluid while you're doing it is, mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. And it shows it just shows how and and I think it, that whole like uh, juxtaposition of both of them just shows like they're stronger together, you know, mm-hmm. like and, and that's that's something that I think is going to be important. Like individually, yes, you could be amazing, but together you're always going to be stronger. Yeah, they're they're forces to be reckoned with. Yeah, again with the fluidity of the movement of the Ava, you know, in comparison to uh, Jet alone, the robot from a uh, few episodes prior, you know, it's just like, you know, night and day. It's like a river, you know. They're like you're like a more of an organic thing more than you know a beep boop robot that you'd normally think of. Right. Right, like more of a Frankenstein type, you know, whereas this is more, they're they're basically human-like, the way they move, you know, yeah. even no matter, even the, the flex of their feet and the joints in their fingers, like, that's that's all connected to, to these kids' bodies, and, like, to be able to have that kind of control over a machine that big just shows how valuable they are. Yeah. So, despite their success in the battle here they land on top of each other (laughs) um and ritsuko says quote appalling which is the same quote that the director of project e said previously implying that ritsuko is the director of project e what do you think about that oh well looky there look at what you picked up yeah it's very possible uh, I, uh, I I hadn't even thought about that, but good call. So, yeah, things to think about. What yeah. the heck is Project E? And people around Nerve have a lot of hands in a lot of other pots, too. So what's what's happening there? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a complete 180 there is I love their little phones that are outside of their plugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like old school phones. It's yeah, cool. like what a bizarre like piece of equipment to have in this super advanced giant <laughs> robot. They just have this like little like ring a ding ding phone. <laughs> <laughs> but it has like a little rotary thing on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny how they're just like crumpled up together and just yeah, it's pretty funny. So then Asuka starts scolding Shinji for trying to kiss him last night um and i think that so at this point i think that she was asleep and she has just taken one hell of a lucky guess here because when she accuses him of that he says 
I he said something like I didn't like I pulled back mm. and so she's like so you were trying to you know whereas if she were awake then she would have probably known for sure mm-hmm. yeah she was probably testing him yeah, yeah so I think she was asleep in which case her comment saying mommy was genuine and you know something to actually think mm. over <laughs> she also calls them pervert sex crazed maniac because she yeah. wanted to kiss her i mean that's going a little bit too far i think i mean yeah it was definitely wasn't the uh chivalrous thing to do by any means but i don't know that i'd call him a sex crazed pervert <laughs> yeah also shinji says you're the one who sleepwalked so and started talking in your sleep so i think it's confirmed she was sleeping she and was she sleeping. just made a lucky guess here well also too i guess and this just kind of popped in my head she'd been so accustomed to sleeping in that room next to him that if she was asleep and that was the first night that she had decided to sleep in that other room so just out of pure routine and like kind of shows you how in sync they had to be that maybe just subconsciously that's where she went so it wasn't really her intention to do it it was just that that she'd been trained that that's where she sleeps yeah so definitely because they had they've been doing this for what like a week ish now the uh yeah i'm trying to think of what the date was that they circled and then what they asked i can't remember i want to say it's like a week like six days or something like that yeah that sounds right so that's cut to black um i think this would be a good time to cover kind of the characters we have seen so far because we kind of have like i said in the previous episode we have Pretty much the board is set with all of our major players here. And I know they have a lot of names and a lot of, you know, they're, you know, they're Japanese names. So they're, some of them can be kind of hard to keep track of. So let's go over uh, one, who are the main players here and just some very basic info about them. Okay. So number one, we have Rei Ayanami with the blue hair. Do you have Mm -hmm. a... Do you have a nickname for her? I'd like to hear your nicknames for each and every one as we go. If you got uh, Yeah. No, Ray doesn't. You know what? Ray doesn't have a nickname. She's just She's just Ray. Okay. Mm. Easy enough. Uh, she's 14 years old. She is the pilot of Ava Unit Zero, and she is the first children. Uh, so, yeah. She got blue hair, so she's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. We have Shinji Ikari, who's also 14. He's the pilot of Ava Unit 1, and he's the third children. He's also the son of Commander Ikari. Also, no nickname for Shinji. He is just Shinji. Although, Shinji. inside of uh, his Evangelion, he switches to G-Unit. So I guess when I'm referring to him in his Ava, he's G-Unit. But understand. In- he has a... Uh, alter ego of sorts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. When he it's fights like crime, he's like when Beyonce is Sasha Fierce. He's the coon. <laughs> For those that know that reference. So, then we have uh, all in red, Asuka Langley Soryu. She's actually thirteen. She's the pilot of Ava Unit Two, and she's the second children. So first it was Ray, then Asuka, and then Shinji. Got it. Ray, uh, a.k.a. Red. Yes. No, Asuka, a.k.a. Red. Oh, I'm sorry. Asuka. Yeah. Um, and one thing to note um, is that she actually has, despite only being 13, she's actually already graduated college. She's a child prodigy. Oh, wow. And she's only, it, we don't know what degree she obtained, but she's, I guess, she's only attending school to 
I mean, one probably to acclimate, but to learn kanji, which is kind of like, there's like two different ways to speak in Japanese, and like that's one of them. So she's there to learn how to do that. Okay. Uh, we have number four, Misato Katsuragi. She's 29. Okay. <laughs> AKA okay, Miss M. Or purple hair. <laughs> or purple hair, yes. Uh, she's a uh, captain. She's Captain Misato Katsuragi right now. She's the head of tactical operations at NERV, at NERV headquarters. Okay. Then we have her blonde friend, Ritsuko Akagi, who is 30. She is a scientist. She's a doctor and chief. Uh, she's the chief scientist and the head of the technical branch of Nerve HQ. A.K.A. Lab Coat. A.K.A. Lab Coat. She's also maybe the chief of Project E. Who knows? Ooh. We'll see. We may be adding a title to her character soon. Indeed. Um, then we have Gendo Akari, who is Shinji's father. He's 48, and he's the commander of Nerve, so he's top of the ladder there. Top dog. Yep. Uh, we have Ryoji Kaji. Uh, A.K.A. Gloves. A.K.A. Gloves, my bad. Gendo, <laughs> A.K.A. Gloves. Then we have Ryoji Kaji, but everybody just calls him Kaji. Um, he's 30, and he is the chief inspector of NERF. And that would be Ponytail, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Uh, Ponytail. A.K.A. Ponytail. Then we have Kozo Fuyutsuki. He's 59, and he's the vice commander of Nerve. A.K.A. number two. Yes. He's so always he's right next to Gendo. significantly older than Gendo, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, 11 years older. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and all this is, I mean, you can find it in multiple places, but I got all this from uh, Ava Geeks, a very reliable source. So if yeah. you haven't checked it out, hop on over there. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Kensuke Ida. Who is a classmate of Shinji? He's the one with glasses. His name is just Glasses, right? That's your nickname for Yep. AKA Glasses. Yep. Yep. So he's 14. Uh, we know that his father works with or for Nerve. We don't know exactly the specifics here. He's also obsessed with military stuff. Yes. Uh, then we have Toji Suzuhara, who is also 14. Uh, we know that his father and grandfather work in labs, and that as a result, he takes care of his sister, who is still injured from the first battle that we had with uh, Satchiel. And even though he doesn't wear it all the time, aka tracksuit. Aka tracksuit. Very cool looking tracksuit, though. Yeah, it is pretty dope. It. And then last but not least, we have Hikari Haraki, who I don't know if they like ever say her name, but she's class rep. <laughs> And she's also 13. She just gets class rep. She just gets class rep. <laughs> class rep. Nothing yep. needed. Nope. So I think that's pretty much everybody that good, we have so far. Yeah, that's yeah. a good recap of, of all the players in this in this game. They're all on the board. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Right on. Well... As always, um, we appreciate all of our listeners. We thank you for tuning into our podcast every week. It does mean a ton to us. Um, So if you could um, subscribe, that way you get brand new episodes every Friday. Uh, Rate us, review us, or share us with a friend. That would be even better because then you guys would have something to talk about together. Um, So next week, we will be um, going over episode 10, which 
has a singular name as far as we know, and at least this is how it pulls up on Netflix, uh, The Magma Diver. So that'll be interesting. So we look forward to you guys tuning in with us next week. And with me is the one of a kind, Nick. That's me. Yep. All right. Are you not going to say your name? Oh, yes. And I am your other host, (laughs) Allison. Allison. There we go. There we go. We need the other half of this hole. Come on now. That's right. The yang to the yang. Exactly. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time. Thank you.